the rats don't run the city, we do. <laughs> Hello, hello, girlies, and welcome back to another episode of Chatty Rats. I am your co-host, Natalia. And I'm Sheen. Welcome back, little rats. Welcome, welcome. We are here for a quick little catch-up episode. Sheen and I just came off of crazy weeks. We are sleepy babies. Uh, yeah, girl. <laughs> so we're barely hanging on by a thread. <laughs> yeah, Heike. I just got like my first two nights of like decent sleep and I'm like a whole different woman. Dude. So we're here to share. <laughs> sleep is so underrated. The thing with me is I have an aura ring which tracks my sleep. I'll get to witness my body just like deteriorating. It'll be like, please rest, please. And then because <laughs> it gives you a score out of 100 and I'll just keep ignoring it. It's like zero out of 100, 10 out of 100. Literally. <laughs> 50s is really bad. And that's usually like what oh, I'll get. On your crazy weeks? Yeah, that's on bad. my crazy weeks. Okay, so uh, we can go ahead and start. What are you drinking today, my sweet pumpkin? Oh, how sweet. <laughs> I'm drinking Hayo. It is a functional seltzer, not alcoholic, of course. The peach and mango flavor. She's organic. She's a social tonic. She got adaptogens, botanicals, nootropics. We love her. She's one of my go-tos. Love her. Um, I don't have anything cool today because I'm just getting my life together, so I need to make all my orders, but I'm drinking LaCroix Livoncello. Ooh, that sounds really good. Kind of tastes like cake, before. but we've said this before. It's just not fizzy enough. It's fizzy for about five, ten minutes. Five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's gone. So I can go ahead and start with my update. I was going to say, okay. Miss Natalia has had some really cool things I know. So exciting. So I got into a comedy festival in LA, my first one ever <laughs> at the Comedy Chateau, which is a huge deal. Huge deal. Which is so funny how life works because I didn't get into a smaller festival in Denver that I thought I would get into. Mm. And then I got into this one. So life is just funny. Did like you have that. to try out for it or like, do they just choose? Like, how does it work? Mm. Yeah, you have to submit like a five-minute clip of yourself, like a best clip, and it oh, has okay. to be like a continuous clip. So you can't cut things together Got or anything, it. like no editing allowed. So yeah. your artist bio, like what kind of comedy you do, just like little questions like that. And then but they basically just pick you based on your video. Okay. Did you get help from ChatGPT for your bio? Of course. <laughs> With a video, all me, baby. Obviously, all me. yeah. The video's all you. <laughs> But yeah, I got into the Comedy Chateau Festival, so I flew into LA last week, and wow, that was amazing. Like, that was like a really nice club. So the first day we had like the opening gala, I got like my photos taken, like professionally. I was like, oh, she's a princess. Uh, <laughs> and then... I'm a sleepy baby lately, but I made myself like network because I was Aww. like, you're here. You have to network even if you're tired. <laughs> Do you have any networking um, tips since you were just doing it? My networking tip would be just do it. For me, like I'm definitely more comfortable with girls. Yeah. So I just went up to like 
a random group of girls be like hi I'm Natalia I'm from Denver like where are you from like that was always my opener like where I was from because it was a comedy festival so people were from everywhere and honestly people were so excited to be there that it was really easy yeah like people were thrilled they were like what's your Instagram what's this what's Mm -hmm. that like oh where have you performed like that's so fun so cool like what's the comedy scene in your city so it was actually very easy plus comedians you know they're out there so like they're not shy necessarily I mean some are but yeah 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 (laughs) but also yes it helps I'm guessing because you guys all have like a common interest like it's like you instantly can just like talk about that thing right super easy people were so friendly at the comedy chateau like it was phenomenal like the energy was just mamma mia uh (laughs) So that was day one. It was just like an intro, like kind of like opening ceremony, like show thingy. And then the next day I had my first show, which I was pumped for, but I was very, very nervous. So I don't think I've shared this on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. about a month ago, I had my first super bombing terrible experience in comedy it was the first time I had invited my boyfriend it was also the first time I had hosted (laughs) my own show oh my Um, god (laughs) it's like the recipe for something you really want to go well and then (laughs) right so a bitch was supposed to do well um so I get there I'm excited I sit up like I have a pink microphone like she's ready And I don't know if it was because the show was during the day and early relationship nerves. I don't know because he was watching me for the first time. But tell me why, Sheen. I get up there and I'm like, hi, I'm Natalia. (laughs) And then I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) What city is this again? So I wanted to die in that moment. I was just like, wow, like if the earth could just swallow me right now or if I could just Fuck, faint, dude. <laughs> that would be lit. I like forgot my whole set. Do they and tell I, you like, beforehand? Because like, you've taken classes like what to do in those situations. Yeah, you're supposed to act chill. But listen, fight or flight in the moment, <laughs> I was like, act chill. <laughs> That's like not action based. Like it's like, yeah, you can act chill, but what's like the next step, right? Like you're supposed to like laugh it off and like call it out kind of. Just be like, oh wow, like I forgot my set. Like ADHD, am I right? (laughs) Haha. Like do something, make Uh. a joke about it on the spot. But I was so embarrassed that I was like, hum. (laughs) Thankfully had my phone behind me, so I had to like refer back to it. So I referred back to it. I uh, put it down. I got confident. Life was like, no. More shame. I forgot again. No. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, hold your phone in your hand like a baby, like training wheels. So I just held my phone and like I referenced to it. It gave me comfort and then it was fine. Mm. But wow, fresh relationship, my own show that disrespect life had. Yeah, dude. <laughs> brutal but i will say that i spoke to you after i was like oh how did it go and you were like oh i bombed and i feel like your attitude towards it was very admirable like i feel like you reflected on it you didn't try to like bury it or like numb it but like you reflected on it but you were also like not fixating on it and going down like a little rabbit hole so how do you feel like you got to that to that point yeah so first 48 hours i just wanted to die Um, (laughs) not gonna lie i was like he thinks i'm a loser 
<laughs> I was like, wow, here I am bragging about how funny I am. And I was like, hmm, who am I? Uh, but I told myself like, hey, it was your first show in the daytime. Like, it's okay. Like, this happens. Like, you're about mm -hmm. to go to a comedy festival. <laughs> if not now, when? Like, it's better that this happened to you now for the experience, uh, for the humility. <laughs> Sometimes you're gonna bomb, you're not gonna do well. Like you've had artists like that are really famous where like their voice cracks and like the biggest audience ever. Exactly. But it does build resilience, I will say, which is great, which kind of goes to my point. So this is my first show since I've done open mics, but like real show since that happened. And it was a huge audience, like mm. packed room. Like I've never mm. performed for like a hundred people in my life. Oh my god. So I was like I was so nervy and I was like, there's a packed house. All of my friends from LA are there yeah. like, and family friends too. So I was like, we got to do it right. So I was freaking out in the green room. And then my friend's boyfriend is a comedian and he happened to be back there because he was prepping for another show. And he like kind of gave me a pep talk and it was really helpful because he was like, you got this. You've done this before. Like, don't stress about it. Like you bombed one time like a month ago, but it doesn't matter. Like, you know, your stuff. He was really nice. He was like, if you bring the paper, you'll want to use it. But if you need it for comfort, don't feel any shame around it. Like, whatever you need to do. So it was awesome. So I went up there. And for the first show, I didn't bring, like, a little paper with my transitions on it and put it behind me just in case because I was pretty nervous. But honestly, once I got on stage, it was easy. It was fine. I did refer to my sheet, like, once. You couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. Um just out of comfort, but I killed. It was so good. Room full of laughter. I've never Aww. had that in my life. Like it went super, super well. So I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. So the next day I had my last show on Tuesday. So I told myself, I was like, you got over the hump. You did it. And like, I think that's what the lesson of this is, right? Like yeah. you're going to mess up. It's going to be okay. But that's not a permanent thing, right? You failed one time. Yeah. Uh, and it's not even a failure. Like you just, you had a little slip up or you didn't perform as well. Like that's one show, one time. And this applies to anything in life. I still got into a really good comedy festival. I'm good. How you come out of a bad situation is really what matters. Yeah, 100%. So, so yeah, so day two, I was like, no paper. You go up there. Yes! You're not scared anymore. Because I wasn't. I yeah. wasn't anymore. And I just crushed. I did so well. Best show of my life, basically. Like, I wasn't nervous. The nerves were gone. Like, I did so well. Like, my mannerisms were great. Like, I was able to, like, my thing on stage is that I'm very active. Like, I'm actress, basically. Like, I pop off. Animated. So, very animated. Um, So, it was wonderful. And, like, the come up was real. <laughs> That makes the, the victory even better, right? It does because like getting over that now makes me so confident as a comedian. So I'm excited to do like bigger shows now. And, you know, I'll wrap up with this, you know, despite all the little nerves and like having had the worst show of my life a month ago and being humbled by the universe. I also won best of the fest. Yeah, I saw that. That is so crazy to go from that to this. Zero to 100. Uh, such an honor, especially at the Comedy Chateau. Like, Amy Schumer just performed there. Like, it's such an honor. Like, it's so incredible. Yeah. And to be with comedians that are so much older than me, been doing yeah. comedy for 10, 15 years, such an honor. During my shows, I saw so many people that I was like, they're so incredible. Like, they say that when you are the best in a room, you're in the wrong room, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I learned a lot from them um, out of different things. So... 
my point is, guys, things could not go well one month, but as long as you keep trying, you get out of the funk, you keep pushing, like it's going to be fine if it's something that you love and you're passionate about. And that's my update. It's so true. You don't know how quickly like the tide is going to change and like things are going to shift or when the good news could be around the corner. How do you feel though overall? Like, do you still feel like, do you reflect on it still to this day and think about like how dope that was? I mean, I think it's a big deal. It definitely validated me as a comedian, which I think it's great. Like I came back to Denver thinking I was going to take a comedy break, but I just got booked for two shows, like paid shows. Yes. So it does give you more credentials yeah, and the confidence that you get from doing things out of your comfort zone, right? Like doing a huge comedy fest, it's a little scary, but once you get over the fear of the of whatever it is that you're doing, the confidence that you gain after is insane. Like so right now, true. I feel like I can go do a show and like fear who? Like I just did that. Like that's so easy. It feels, it sounds easy. Whereas before, if you would have told me like, Natalia, you're going to perform 15 minutes that's to me I would like throw up I would like that's so scary it's so true yeah I was thinking about that today too like someone was asking me I was on TikTok live and someone was asking me like how can they get more comfortable doing things alone and like at the moment they just can go to coffee shops alone yeah and I was just like yeah of course start off small and like work your way up but like eventually you're gonna get to a point where you just kind of have to put yourself in one of those scary situations that makes you really Mm -hmm. uncomfortable because that'll be the situation that breaks you out of it and gives you the confidence to kind of do anything alone. So I feel like that can be applied to like anything. That one situation that we're so afraid of is like the one we kind of have to do. And once we do it, another world opens up and then there's going to be like another level. It's like a video game where it's like levels open up. I think that's true. The more you put yourself out there, like, sure, you can play the same level for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. Level up, baby. On the other side of that is something so rewarding. Yeah. I'm I'm obviously, I'm on a high right now because I just got Best of Fest. But can I say that one more time? Oh, my God, Best of Fest. (laughs) (laughs) Where on my forehead? Um, you just like send it to your man you're like this is me not that one you saw not that one this is me (laughs) this is is her I don't know who she was but this is her it's so funny because I I think it goes to show about how I think about happiness like I'm happy this is that was great but I felt content even before I found Mm. out I was best of best you know what I mean so Happiness is not just reaching the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. It truly is. Having these breakthroughs of like getting out of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. that's where the happiness is because yeah. I feel like I am happy because I grew up a little bit mm-hmm. in that process. It's not about the winning. It's not about the next goal. It's definitely about just being in that moment because I'll never forget that. Like to be on that stage, it's like that is like two years of work. True, dude. Damn. That just you gave know? me chills. That is – yeah. Yeah, that's me doing a show for three people in a basement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's just what life is all about. You have to put in the the work before you get to the big the big things. Yeah, I was thinking of something similar too when it came to myself, because I had like a very like pinch me moment too, where I got basically invited out to Palm Springs with Clairol, like the company mm-hmm. that does like my pink hair and got to go to a festival like it was just it's such a weird moment where it's like holy shit like this kind of like similar to you where it's like 
you birthed that version of you that's on stage. Like that kind of came yeah. out of thin air. It's like you did it 100% you, like no one else. And it's like kind of yeah. similar in the sense with me. It's like I put myself out there online and like this came out of nothing in a way. It was a crazy moment to yeah, just like be there, be like in Palm well, Springs, have my trip paid for, like, you know, just like things that have mention, never happened. I was going to say your face was like on the booth, like yeah, on the promos. I know. Like, it's so that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, I was freaking out a little bit. It's so weird. Like, that's insane. Like, yeah. It was crazy. Like, I'm thinking just Flash House is not, like, this, like, little mom and shot, like, this little tiny little festival. Like, it's a huge deal. Yeah, it was crazy. That's a big festival. Like, people from all over go to Splash House to have, like, your face be on the booth and to be the face of that. No, It was really cool. <gasps> it was really, really fucking cool. Yeah. I have some – a growth moment for you. From me. Give it to us. So went to Splash House. It was an interesting vibe. I really liked the DJs. Like kind of the setup was interesting. It was just like basically if someone doesn't know what Splash House is, it's a festival in Palm Springs, but it's not like a normal festival. It's basically at three hotels and then it's at mm -hmm. each hotel's pool. So like if you, let's say, want to go set from set, um, you'll kind of have to go to a different hotel basically. Right. So it was kind of giving me Vegas pool party more than a festival per se. Interesting crowd too. It was kind of, I don't know if it was like the weekend that I was there because there's one in June and then two in August. But the one in June was giving like very fratty college kids, very white. It's all very, it's very all white. <laughs> yeah, very fratty. But also a lot of bachelors on their bachelor parties so this is, this is the story I have for you. I was going to post this on the close friends and then I did a drunk recount and I was like, okay, she sounds way too drunk. We're not going to post this. <laughs> um, so me and my friend go, we're like talking to different groups of guys and they're like, Mirala. oh, yeah, they're like, oh, come get drinks. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, cause the festival wasn't like hundred percent my vibe after like a few sets. So I was like, it'll be nice to just socialize with random people and just talk. Yeah. So we're talking, talking, and then I'm in a bachelor group. And then I was like, oh, like, where's the groom? Who, who's the groom here? And then they're like, oh, it's that guy. And then the groom comes over and me and the groom are talking. I'm like, oh, like, when's your wedding? Are you excited? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, I'm not excited. I'm like nervous. And I was like, oh, what are you nervous about? He's like, I'm just nervous about like committing. And the thing is, I just like love women and I can't imagine being with one woman for the rest of my life. And one thing leads to another. And at one point he basically reveals to me, yeah, I would love to hook up with someone this weekend. If someone's down to hook up with me, like I'm going to basically oh do it. <gasps> and He's like, yeah, Holy she's not going to find out, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. <gasps> and I was like, why? And he's like, because like, as long as she doesn't know, it it doesn't matter to me. Like, I love her and, like, I just want to be with her and she's my partner. It's so separated to me. Like, being intimate with someone and hooking up with them <sighs> is completely different than my partner. And he was like, I never understood how men said that, but I, like, totally get it oh. now. Oh. He, was, he was just saying, like, Having sex is separate than the sex he has with his wife. He's like, 
that's just getting it done and like releasing a nut. This is different. And I was like, okay. And I just kept pushing it because I was like very curious. The anthropologist in me drunk was just curious. I was just like, why, why is this man willing to do this? And then he was like telling me it was just very fascinating. So basically he was looking for someone he's like, but the one thing about him, he's like, I'm not going to tell anyone that I'm not the groom. And he's like, I've talked to a few girls tonight and they've been like, if you're the groom, like, fuck no, I'm not like talking to you. And he's like, what do you think about that? And I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely not interested because yeah, because girls code, girl code comes before everything. And he's like, that's what every girl says. Period. Good good job, girls. I know. <laughs> well, who knows what happened? He was being pretty flirty though. Like if I had given him an opening, I'm sure he yeah. would have. Yeah, he was. I'm sure. Down. Yeah. Then my friend, while I'm talking to this groom, is talking to another guy in a bachelor group. He's not the groom, but they've just been talking for a while. And he tells her that he's married. He has a one-year-old and a five-year-old. Like, seems like oh, such no. a wholesome guy. So anyways, Uh-oh. the night wraps up. She gets a text from this guy. And he's like, <gasps> do you want to come to the hot tub with me? Like, at my hotel. And I can't. Yeah. This is why this is why I left LA. I can't. But they're not from LA. The guys, the Ugh. sorry, Natalia, they're not from LA. Oh, fine. They were in Palm Springs, but uh like the groom that I was talking to was from New York, like Jersey. And then the other guy my friend was talking to, I'm not sure where he was from, but I don't think it was okay. LA. New York does have that flavor though where people don't like to settle down. That is a thing. Yeah, he's from Jersey, but yeah, I get, I see your point. I guess that's any big city, I guess, in general. But yeah, any big city. I digress. But the the part where there is growth in me is the fact that I feel like before I would have just been like, "Fuck all men," like not "fuck all men," but I would just would have been so pessimistic, like, "Damn, this makes me lose hope." You know, just gone down in that rabbit hole because it's like it does like suck to see th- these examples, but. A part of me was like, yeah, I see that, but I just know the guy I'm going to meet isn't going to be like that. Like, I just know that he won't be that. I like that. That's on growth for me because I'm not going to group all men into that. Yes, there is a lot of men like that, but mine won't be like that. I like that. There's a lot of women like that as well. Yeah. Oh, that's what he was telling me. Yeah, because the the groom was like, girls are like this too. And I was like, I don't know what girls you're talking about. They exist. I've known a couple. Okay. Um. I bet you his girl would not be like, if she found out, she wouldn't be like, what? This is crazy. You can always tell when your man's is flirty, when you're. That's true. There are those cases in which like a woman is totally blindsided. Like he's like a sociopath type of thing where he's very good at being two-faced. But I feel like a lot of the times, you know, we ignore a lot of red flags in people. Yeah. But I also think. I didn't ignore the red flags, but I also just believed the excuses for it because I was in a situation similar to that. Uh, It could also be like lack of experience because I could imagine like if I had met my ex and I just like married him and then all these little red flags popped up. I didn't fully internalize it or understand it. So maybe she's in that position. But he did tell me that he asked her when they were on a trip to Italy if they could have a threesome. So I guess there's been little hints. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's been little moments uh wouldn't it be so funny if we had sex with your friend <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah i just feel like there's always a little something and women true. we have the best intuition ever and not to gaslight 
I mean, he's being terrible, but like a, a very a classic example is like couples are like really push marriage. Let's get engaged. Let's go to the next step. Let's go to the next step. And like mm-hmm. you push and push and sometimes pushing can look like this. That's true. I think that was his case as well. Like obviously he didn't want to lose her, but maybe mm-hmm. maybe they should have broken up for a while. He could have popped off in Palm Springs and then like in a couple of years he would be ready for marriage, right? Like yeah. not forcing things, but we don't know what his scenario is, but I do agree with you in that like not every person is like that. And I think that your man's wouldn't do that because Yes, he wouldn't. Yeah, no. You I think you have a really good sense of like who is a good match for you. And I think that comes mm-hmm. from having experience too. I mean, that's just why I feel like for the girl, because if you don't have a lot of experience in dating and getting to yeah. know men and women, you may not be able because the only reason I can pick up Me trash too. like this <laughs> is because you've been with true yes. That's the, that's the thing that's I, what I was trying to say earlier yeah. too is like that's the only reason I am able to pick up on it now is because I had that experience yeah I've dated so many different types of people like I feel like I've seen the rainbow good and bad so that's why I think it, to emphasize like dating is so important it's not just about having a hoe face versus not yeah. having a hoe face it's about like picking up these things from people too it's true maybe I'm wrong but I think that a lot of the times when People get blindsided by cheating, by all these things as people that don't have a ton of experience, right? Like they don't know how to pin out the red flags. They don't know what gaslighting is. They don't know. They don't know what it's like to get treated correctly. It's so true, dude. I relate to that so much because if I reflect on my own experience and like when the red flags started popping up, me now would instantly notice it, but me then didn't. So yeah, it's interesting. It's a learning curve with these types of things. It is. And like listening to your intuition, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. I've never had a situation where like I have a bad feeling and I push through the bad feeling that in the end it has worked out. Yeah, that's really real. So now I just listen to my intuition. I'm like, nope, I got a bad feeling. I don't care what it is in the universe, but I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good. And all in all, you know, you'll find yourself, I think, in a very secure, happy relationship, like very relaxed. I agree. Yeah, because that's how I feel with in my relationship right now. Mm. I'm so chill. Like, it's relaxing. Like, so funny because I, I just heard a Call Her Daddy episode about this with Shay Mitchell. And oh, her husband yeah. is one of Drake's producers. And they asked, like, you know, like, how do you feel about him, like, being around the girls, the models, the parties, like, while you're at home with the kids? And she's like, he can go. I want him to look. I want him to watch. Go live that life. And he, she's like, if he leaves, if someone can take away my person from me then they can take them i'll figure it out how to co-parent i'll figure it out then but she's like i'm so secure in my relationship and what we have that i want him to have fun i also go out sometimes as well and like i have a blast like at your core you're like my man we're good you know me and my girl we're good if you just have to slightly question it or like just have a tiny bit of doubt like that's when you know Cause I was like very sure too. And then obviously, but I, I had that smidgen of like suspicion. Something was off. Something yeah, was off. exactly. Because usually in a secure relationship, like your partner will make you feel so like right now, like your girl is chill. I've never been more relaxed in my life. Hey, as you should. With stability comes that freedom. And that's why I hate not to get into another tangent, but I love these things. I hate the concept of like a bachelorette bachelor party in that like it's the last fiesta, Me the last night of your life. Too. I was I totally hate thinking that exact thing like when 
this was all happening and we were there, I was just like, I hate this concept. I'm not saying that's why it was put into his head, but it definitely plays into it where it's like, this is the last time you're going to be free. And I don't know, man. I hate that. I don't like that. No, I have such a belief that you should feel actually the most free in your relationship. You should be able to go out. You should be able to do all the things, be who you are, like Mm -hmm. keep your autonomy. It's so important. And I don't know, if you see as marriage as like a death sentence, like we have kids now, everything's done, like my life is over. Like that's such a sad way to look at it. Like you should feel free in your relationship. If anything, happier. I agree. Well, that comes with having that trust, I think, right? You have to be able to trust your partner. So find something where you feel safe. And you also have to do the work within yourself too to trust, right? So it's a whole thing. But when we have bachelorettes, none of this lasts anything. This is not a last fiesta party. It's just a fun I agree, dude. (laughs) Like I want to get lit. (laughs) What do you mean like like a joined one? Actually, I don't know if I want to join one, but I think... um, Yeah, those are fun. Yeah, it could be fun, right? Like, to do both, like, your friends and their friends and, like, all just, like, really party big together. I feel like that could be cool. My friend's cousin, she did that. They rented two houses next to each other, like, in Lake Tahoe, I believe. So it was, like, full, huge lake weekend all weekend long, but it was, like, the girls' house and the boys' house. So they did, like, some activities without each other. Like, the boys went to go do something, like, gamble, and then the girls went to have a fun brunch during it. Like, and then they would do activities together, like, rager at night. So it was, like, a mix of both. And it oh, that's really so fun. fun. I would want to do that. That sounds so great. Because in my ideal world, it's not the last light of your life. It's just the beginning of, like, something so much fun. Like, you have two friend groups now. That's great. Truth. <laughs> and, like, they can mingle and stuff. But okay. So with those thousands of rants, guys, that's all we have for today. Just a quick little catch-up episode. A little something for you to think about, I guess, towards the end. Yeah, guys, we love you so much, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.